0: The following is a presentation of the Bellyup Sports Media Network. Welcome in, everybody. This week we have a lot to get to. It is already. Week 10. Yes, that's right. It's already come upon us. It's week 10 in college football, which means we have to get up. We have to rise up in the morning, and we have to make sure that we're prepared. We're going to preview five different games this morning. We're going to go through some big-time matchups, some matchups that have a lot on the line. Uh, We're also going to talk about some rivalries going on, whether they're actually rivalries. We're going to get to a lot of college football today, so please stay tuned and bear with us today on Rising to the Occasion. Hello everybody and welcome into another episode of rising to the occasion. We are rising in the morning this morning getting ready for some college football. Uh, I am completely alone so I do apologize to anybody who has to sit here and listen to me. Uh, I guess you can always change the channel but I ask that you'd please stay give us a little bit of time and uh let's go through some college football guys. Let's get prepped and get ready. We're going to go through our top five matchups. Uh, as we always do on Saturday mornings, we've got K state at Texas, Oklahoma at Oklahoma state, the bedlam matchup, the last one for a while. Uh, and we've got a lot of them getting to get to, um, but, uh, you know, even outside of that, we're going to talk about Washington and USC, the PAC 12 and their Swan song. They're going out on, on a, a, a big year for the PAC 12 because it's been the most exciting we have ever seen from the PAC 12, uh, and, and I truly mean that. And then, of course, we also have LSU at Alabama. And that's going to be a big one because that means a lot in the SEC, especially when we're talking about the L- SEC West. And we're also going to get to a big matchup today when we're talking about the SEC East, and that is Georgia-Missouri. So we're going to talk about all of these games, and like I said, you are going to have to bear with me. Uh, you're uh, Right now, of course, Jeremy, he's over at work. He got a new job. He's going to have to work some Saturdays, not always able to be with us. Totally understand that, and then Blake, uh, huge shout out to Blake right now, and, and go check him out on his his channel, uh, his channel. If you're an Auburn fan or even an SEC fan in general, you should check his channel out. It is the uptempo podcast. You can check him out. He's got amazing stuff there, guys. Uh, whenever I first found Blake, I think I found him on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, and you know we were chatting on there. I had him come on as a guest here and there, and I was like, man, you know we 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 jive just fine so how about you just come on over and join the team Uh, and so that's when he started coming on the team with rising to the occasion and uh you know it's 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 been a ride ever since so huge thanks to Blake so go check him out at the uptempo podcast he's actually got some big stuff coming out today he's gonna be gonna be covering uh Auburn at the game uh the Auburn baseball uh and so it's the first time the, the big big big-time step for him and his show, so go check him out, The Uptepo Podcast. Uh, we, we love having Blake on our team and super excited for him and what he's been able to do today. Um, but guys, before we get into it, as most of you know, if you've watched this show in the past, if you've watched our Saturday shows, you know that we like to get into a little bit of sports betting. We like to put a little wager on the game and just have fun with it. We, we, we encourage everybody to bet responsibly, but the way that we do it on Saturday mornings is we use Pro Throw. You can go to bro throw.com slash rising two. And it's an amazing site because what you you, you do when you sign up there, you automatically sign up and and it's completely free to sign up. You only pay if you lose a bet. So it's not like sports books where uh, you put a bet in and you may win some money. You may not. It's you put you put a bet out there and nobody pays anything down until you lose that bet. It's a sports betting community is what it is. It's not a sports book, which is why it's also available to everybody. So if you're saying, hey, Josh, this isn't available to me cuz i'm i'm in a state where it doesn't uh, they don't allow sports betting that's not true with brothrow because you can go to brothrow.com/rising2 and get signed up for absolutely free today and you can place a little wager on the game and what i'll do today and usually we place a team bet together on Brothrow throw on each of these matchups that we're going to cover and you guys can go in there and bet against us or bet with us and uh today it's just going to be me so i'm actually going to be posting those in that group on my personal account so you can go in there and and join in the fun uh, you can have a little bit of uh, f- fun on bro throw with us place a little wager on the game. It's just going to be a couple of $5 bets on each of these games just to see uh, whether you like it or you dislike it. You can go on bro throw.com slash rising two. That is that is B R dot com slash R I S I N G T O get signed up today. Uh, go check it out. It really is an amazing platform. It's, it's very easy to use, very easy to figure out. Uh, and that, that graphic will be, uh, I guess on this side, it'll be up there throughout the show too. So you can see that, uh, and like I said, I'm going to bring up several different bets uh, throughout the games uh, that that I'm going to be placing there. So it's actually going to be from my account, not the team account, because this really isn't too much of a team effort today. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to jeopardize the guys winning record, uh, you know, for, for our team winning record, uh, just because I make the wrong bet. So bro slash rising to what that does is it gets you signed up into our uh, private group. Uh, and then on top of that, it also lets them know that we sent you. So go check it out guys, dot slash rising to, it really is the most fun way to place any kind of wager on the game. And they've got all kinds of things, uh, you know, all kinds of sports too. They, they have uh, NFL college football, even WNBA and NBA and, Hockey, all, all of it. Uh, they've got all of that. So go over there and check them out, guys. Uh, we we love having them as a partner on this show, and you going over there also supports us and lets. Uh, them know that we sent you over to bro throw so uh, very excited for you guys to join that over there but let's get into it first i wanted to uh, pull up since it's just me today i'm probably not going to have as long of an episode if i just go through these five matchups so i wanted to kind of pull up some of these these other big time matchups that we've got today guys because i mean there's some fun ones on the list when when you look at college football the, the thing that i think is so fun about college football is just how many games there are and how many games matter and you look through the list and I mean today is going to be a fun one of course the five that we've got matched up um, but then even the Rutgers uh, hosting Ohio State this is a little bit of an upset alert I don't think that the Buckeyes are going to go in there and underestimate their opponent I think they're going to go in there and play just fine I think Ohio State goes in there and and possibly even covers that 18 and a half point spread but the Rutgers are that kind of a team and especially this year right now they're sitting at six and two feeling really good uh, I, I believe that the Rutgers could be that team that could put a little bit of a scare into Ohio State, much like what we saw with with Maryland earlier on in the, in the season. So uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of fun to look at that matchup. That's going to be a noon matchup or eleven a.m. if you're in Central Time like myself. Uh, and then we've also got Texas A&M and Ole Miss. This is one two that I'm looking at, and I'm thinking personally, I'm, I'm probably going to put my money on Texas A&M covering that three point spread. And I honestly think this might be the upset for today because Ole Miss ranked number ten in the college football playoff. The play, the the, uh, the rankings that actually matter have finally come out, and we see that Ole Miss. They think a lot of Ole Miss right now, and they're putting them up at number ten. Uh, that's I, I think I might have put them up at number ten, number nine. I can't remember where I put them in my my rankings. I'd have to double check. But you know, looking at Ole Miss. They really don't want to lose this game. If they do, that puts them out of contention for the SEC championship game uh, and, and obviously the playoffs too because if they were able to make it through and make it to the championship game and win, they're obviously in the playoffs. I don't think you're a one-loss SEC team and you don't get in. Uh, I think that's that's crazy to think that that could happen. But uh, Ole Miss, they, they they haven't impressed me this year. I think they're winning, and they're, they're winning solid games. But they just haven't impressed me with that that X factor, that extra that extra thing out on the field to go out there and, and to win these games. I don't know. I, it's just I, I think they belong in the top ten. But are they going to be able to beat Texas A&M? This is going to be a big matchup. I think this is going to be a big test for them. Uh, personally, I'm, I'm calling the Texas A&M Aggies to upset them. And then jumping over to the ACC, we've got Notre Dame ranked number 15. Uh, I'm still really high on Notre Dame. I think they are a solid team. I think they just pieced together a couple of bad games when you look at their two losses. And really, Ohio State I don't think was a bad game. It just wasn't the game that they were hoping for. Uh, and they ended up losing on that last possession. Still a really good, solid game there. But then uh, you, you go forward, and when they lost to Louisville, that really was not a good game for, for Notre Dame. I just don't think they stepped off the bus. They didn't really prepare for that game the way that they should have. I don't think they understood how good Louisville was, and we were talking about that on this show, and how I really saw Louisville being that team that, that could step up and, and upset Notre Dame, but apparently Notre Dame didn't think so. But I still think Notre Dame's a very good team, and they've shown that the past two weeks. Now they go to Clemson, who's really kind of ticked off, and they really want to, to bounce back with a win because they've been losing. They're sitting there at four and four right now. If they lose this game to Notre Dame, they're going to be on a losing record uh, under Dabo Sweeney. And this is something that, you know, Dabo Sweeney's said a lot. Uh, I don't don't agree with how he said a lot of the things that he said this past week uh, or two, Uh, but... Looking at Clemson, I don't see them going and falling that far under the radar. But I also never saw them going at only four wins through eight games. So we'll we'll have to see what Clemson's able to put together. It is at home in the Fake Death Valley for Clemson, so maybe that's something. Uh, so another big time game. Uh, that's another noon kickoff game. So really, all these all these big time matchups seem to be early games today. They're saving they're saving the the rest for the last. Uh, I guess for later on in the day. But uh, going on, I mean, I want to, I want to pull up Army Air Force just because the the two, the two uh, squads. These are these are you know. If you're an American, you just have to be rooting for this game. Uh, and now I know Army's not very good this year. They've only got two wins on the season. But they're still that team, I think, that could that could come out, and especially against the Air Force. I think they could come out and beat Air Force. But Air Force being ranked in the top 25, they're sitting at 8-0. and I love this for Air Force. And so I hope they win this game, and I hope they keep on winning. And, if, I mean, if they can end this season on – an undefeated season. I mean, how amazing would that be for air force being able to pull that off and already making it this far undefeated and the way that they've won games too. I've been really impressed with air force. I think they could, they could hang their hat, uh, up there in, in the top twenty, uh, I don't think you could much go much further than that. I think maybe eighteen might be your cap for where you put Air, Air Force. I just don't think they're ever going to be able to compete even against maybe an Oklahoma or Oklahoma State or K State uh, or Texas. You're not going to you're not going to compete against those those bigger teams, but you do deserve to be ranked up there in the top twenty five, top twenty because you've you've been undefeated this far in the season. That's really tough to do. Uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch that game too. That's a 1.30 game, uh, a 2.30 Eastern. So that, that's going to be a fun one to take a peek at and just to see what's going on. And then we've got Maryland against Penn State. This is a Big Ten matchup at 2.30, 3.30 Eastern that I think is going to be a fun one because you look at that matchup. Maryland started off an amazing season. Uh, and, and really, I just, I, I look at Maryland and I was thinking they might be the upset team of the big 10 and come in here and run the table, maybe one loss on the season and they come out of here, uh, you know, as, as a team who is now making it to a big 10 championship game, who knows? Because it's, it's, it's a crazy season so far. And I thought maybe Maryland has a chance to do something like this and they lose to Ohio state. Uh, they, they really got smacked around in this, in the second half of that game, just got obliterated, and then they lose to Illinois, and then they lose to Northwestern. This is a a Maryland team that I don't know when they're going to be able to win again. I'm, I'm looking at their schedule right now, pulling this up. Uh, they go against Penn State today. I don't think they win against Penn State, but they are trying to get back on the right track. They're one win away from that bowl eligibility, which for a team like Maryland means a lot. And I don't know if they if they do it, uh, not not against Penn State. Um, and then you know they they go to Nebraska. Right now, the way that Nebraska's looking, I don't think you beat Nebraska at home. So I, I don't know the way that that Maryland's playing right now. I don't see that, and I don't think you beat Michigan. And then you've got a tough game against Rutgers. You could go the rest of the season, starting off five and zero, oh, dropping the next six games. Uh, you know, and just man, it's it's been it's been a terrible, terrible last three games for the 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 Maryland Terpens. Uh, but. I just man, I don't I don't know if they've got another win in the tank when I look at the rest of their season. It's going to be tough and I think they could beat maybe like a an, a uh, Nebraska. It's just being Nebraska at home and the way that they've been on their little win streak. I think there's another game to pull out too in the big ten Michigan State, Nebraska. this is a big big day for Nebraska. and so again, we shout out Nebraska this last this last weekend for a big win and being one one win away from bowl eligibility. This will be the first time, if I remember correctly, I think this will be the first time since Mike Riley's first year or second year that Nebraska would make it to a bowl game if they can win today. So, shout out to Nebraska. Husker Nation, you should be very happy with where you stand right now because I think you have less talent on the offensive side of the ball. You don't have Casey Thompson. You really don't have a quarterback that I think performs nearly as well as Casey Thompson. Th- there was a lot of hate over Casey Thompson. He surprised me, and he— he, uh, he perform he overperformed to me uh, last season. So I liked Casey Thompson, but you, you look at, at Nebraska, they've got so much less talent on the offensive side of the ball. They don't have Casey Thompson. They don't have Trey Palmer. Uh, their, their running back room is down to the last guy. You you lost your top two running backs, and then after that, even, even keep on getting the other guys banged up. So you're really down to your last running back, and then you've got some offensive uh, line injuries. Uh, uh, Washington has been out, uh, another key receiver. I don't think you have nearly as much talent on offense, and you're finding a way to go down there and score enough just to be able to go throughout the game uh and, and win, you know, and, and that's all that matters. And your defense is holding holding strong. I think Nebraska has looked really good, other than that Michigan game. You take that Michigan game out, and I think Nebraska had a really good season. Uh, and so there's another game to kind of pull up there and and to to check out. And then Oregon State Colorado. Uh, this is another one a Pac-12 matchup. I. I don't know. Oregon state better be careful because I think this is one that Colorado could come out and surprise people. Uh, I don't, I don't know if it's really a surprise, but I think they could surprise Oregon state come out and upset them in this matchup. So, uh, there's another one that's, that's a fun, uh, a fun game to look at and seeing Colorado, they're sitting at four and four already exceeding expectations I think in many ways, but they don't if you know Prime he doesn't want to sit there at 500 he doesn't want to fall under 500. they started off strong. they started off their first three games with wins. So seeing Colorado, I think they might come out with this one uh, in a victory and and pushing Oregon State down the ladder a little bit. And then we also have another Pac-12 matchup in UCLA and Arizona. Uh, Arizona's one win away from bowl eligibility. That's why I see this one as possibly being an upset alert. Uh, just kind of checking this one out. And I don't know, the UCLA Bruins, they're looking mighty feisty this year. But they're sitting there at only a two-and-a-half point favorite against Arizona, who's sitting there at five and three. So that's why I'm looking at this game. I think this one could be a, a, a one that to kind of shake up a little bit for uh, the, the Bruins season, but guys, let's go ahead and jump into the matchups that we've got for today. As you can see over there, we've got K state at Texas. This is a seventh ranked Longhorns who are looking to stay in the hunt for the playoffs uh, as they take on the 23rd ranked Wildcats who are in a role. They're, they're really on a roll at this point in the season. K state has won their last two games versus TCU and Houston at a combined 82 to three. All right, they've, they've been killing their opponents in these last three games. They started off kind of, I, I thought they looked good in the beginning of the season. They lose to Mizzou. They, they kind of took a little downward spiral from there. And after that, they've, they've only lost to Oklahoma State and kind of an upset uh, loss there. And we'll talk about Oklahoma State later. But looking at K-State, they've really bounced back very well and being able to to bounce back the way that they have is extremely hard, especially when, man, you just now got your second loss of the season. That puts you in a tough spot trying to fight for the Big 12 championship game, especially when you've got teams like Texas on your schedule left, and they, they just keep on rolling. They're coming into this game with more momentum, Man, I I don't know this this game has been one that's been really hard for me to call, uh, and and I'm gonna have my phone out so I can check both and make sure that nothing gets updated. I want to make sure that my picks are are up to par right now. But I, I just I just look at K State and I'm gonna start off with them and and what they need to do to win this game because K State they have looked dominant. Like I said, 82 to three in their last two games against TCU and Houston, who are no chumps. All right, these aren't two teams that you should be able to just roll over putting up 41 points a game on them. And you look at at K-State, their run offense... their rushing offense has been phenomenal the last two games. Uh, they've been led by their, their back, D.J. Giddens, who's been phenomenal. Uh, he's the fifth ranked uh, rusher in the nation in terms of rushing yards per game at 200, uh, or I guess their, their offense, sorry, their offense is fifth ranked uh, in rushing yards per game at 226, uh, and that's led by D.J. Giddens. D.J. Giddens has been a monster. He's been very good. Stepping into the role of Deuce Vaughn, nobody really had a whole lot of faith that they would have much of any kind of rushing game but here they are they're they're looking really good at 226 yards per game that's tough to put up on an for an offense most offenses want to reach that 100 to 150 yard mark that's their goal these guys are putting that and then some and the the load for quarterback has really been split between will howard and avery johnson in these last few games mainly because of, of will howard's turnovers uh that's that's really been hurting him it's been hurting his team and so you you look at this matchup and I'm looking at the, this, this this offense in the quarterback room and what they've got going there. I don't know. It's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough because you're going to have to run the ball really well. But you look at Texas, and I think Texas has been very good at their rushing defense. I, I think Texas's rushing defense has, has looked phenomenal. Uh, I think they have been able to put up enough fight in, in this in this matchup. And uh, you know, it, it, you look at this running this running attack that K State puts together, and I think Texas is able to stand up against that. So I think K State's really going to have to lean on that running uh, that that rushing offense, and I think they're going to have to lean on that mainly because of this this question that they've got in the backfield at, at quarterback. Uh, and so I'm I'm not really hot on any kind of team that tries to to dual threat two different quarterbacks. We we have rarely seen that really work, and so uh, seeing. This this K State team, they're going to have to run the ball, and they're going to have to run the ball very well, especially against that big front front seven of of, of uh, uh, Texas and their defense. I think their defense is going to is is going to run this game. I think they're going to they're going to be able to, to control that line and be able to stop K State's running attack. But then we we look over at Texas, and I, I want to say the same thing for them because their rushing offense is another another team. Uh, we we had Deuce Vaughn leave K State, but then we had Bijan Robinson leave Texas. And we had a lot of question marks for Texas. They started off really slow when it came to the run game. And I wasn't really hot on Texas and what they were able to put together. And their running attack just did not look good at all in the beginning of the, of the season. And, you know, we look at what they've done since then. And they've looked really good. Jonathan Brooks, he ranks fourth in the, in the nation for rushing yards per game. He's sitting there at 115.4 rushing yards per game. And that's really bouncing off. I think he's had somewhere around 135 in the last four to six games. And so he's just really bounced back since those first couple of games at a slow start, and really gotten going, and and he's looking phenomenal. Uh, and, and so I, I think they're going to have to lean on that. And the main reason why is because Quinn Ewers is still out. Malik Murphy, he's still going to be that starter. Uh, that's who we expect to be the starter. I don't think that we see Arch Manning come in anytime soon. I think they're going to hold off on him as much as possible unless they absolutely need him. Uh, Sarkeesian did say that Quinn or er, that uh, sorry that Arch Manning is going to be ready in case they need him. I just don't think they want to lean on him. One second as I as I take my drink from my big frig uh, uh tumbler here real quick. Ah oh, okay. That is that is absolutely delicious and still much warmer than I thought it would have been as I brewed that probably what's what's the time right now? Like two and a half hours ago? So that, that, that hit the mouth much warmer than I thought. Uh, and, and we'll talk about Big Frig here in a little bit too, but go check them out, bigfrig.com, B-I-G-F-R-I-G. But uh, yeah, looking at, at Texas, and I think they're going to have to lean on that that rushing offense to stay efficient because we saw what Malik Murphy did against BYU, and it just wasn't impressive. He didn't have a terrible game. Uh, he didn't go out there and throw four interceptions and just turn this this team into a dumpster fire. That offense just couldn't get the the ball rolling in their direction. And that's what you're going to have to see this week. You're going to have to see a Texas offense that's able to lean on Jonathan Brooks and the other backs as well. I think I think if even if you get Malik Murphy into a running scheme, I think he's got enough athleticism that you can get him into a role and you're going to have to utilize his legs as well. So I think looking at this Texas team, you're not going to be able to give K-State the ball because I think K-State is 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 going to uh, you, you know they're, they're gonna they're gonna be able to control a lot of this this possession all right they're gonna be able to control a lot of time at possession they're going to be able to to take this matchup and they're gonna be able to to just kind of run run the ball at their own pace and I think they can score more than Texas can right now Texas really hasn't been a, a team that's been scoring a lot this season and you look at K State like I said in their last two matchups being able to to score, uh, just a, 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 a crazy amount they've been sitting there scoring uh you know 41 points in the last two matchups i, I think when you when you look at that and see what they're able to do there i, I just don't think that texas is going to be able to do that uh and and i'm trying to see if i can pull up real quick just to see their team stats uh, on their points per game there's another at 34 and a half uh, points per game texas is and if, if that's any indication of, of where this game could go, I, I'm, I'm looking at these two teams, and I think that this is going to be a little bit of a higher-scoring game because K-State's going to come out there, and they're going to try to punch that ball in the end zone as much as possible because they know that Texas can't win in a shootout. I don't know if I'm ready to make a prediction on who wins this game. I think Texas squeezes this game out, but I think it's extremely close right now. The line is sitting at three and a half as Texas is a favorite. I'm not willing to take them at covering that because I'm not sure that they're actually going to win this game minus Minus one sixty on the money line. But I I think Texas does win this game. So I think that money line is a safe bet. But for me today, uh, my bet is going to be on that over. Uh, I'm looking at 49 and a half right now. And I, I I just don't think Texas Man, I, I don't think Texas loses this game, but I don't I don't think Texas scores less than thirty-five points. I think they're gonna have to score thirty-five points and I think it, this is a really close game, it decided by a field goal, maybe a last minute touchdown, and I think it. I think it goes over that fifty points very easily. I th- I'm thinking maybe a thirty five to twenty eight kind of game, something like that, where where Texas comes out on the last last drive and is able to punch that ball into the end zone, scoring, winning the game. Uh, that's that's my prediction. So uh, my bro throw bet of the game, I'm going to put this out there right now. Uh, let me go ahead and place this out there right now for you guys. Uh, and you know what? I I I think as long as i have consensus from the guys i think we're gonna put this on the rising to the occasion just so i can keep keep those two separate um, because i will be placing my own wagers you can feel more feel welcome to go over there and place a wager against me today personally uh, if you want or if you like my picks you can you can do that too but uh, again go to brothrow.com slash rising to because my team pick as myself today since i don't have my two co-hosts uh, i'm gonna go on here real quick Uh, Let's see, we've got to go to the games for uh, college football, and I'm going to pick that over. All right, so I'm going to place a $5 wager, uh, and I'm going to put that in there for you guys. So that Texas-K-State game, I'm going to pick the over. I think 49.5 is just too low for this matchup. I think it is going to be a tough battle. I don't think it smashes the over, but like I say, I'm I'm looking at maybe a – 28-35 Twenty-eight thirty-five kind of game, and I think Texas does come out and wins this game. Uh, so there we go. I just put that one out there. Since this is an 11 o'clock game, I want to make sure I get this out there because we haven't really been getting a whole lot. So I'm going to put two $5 bets out there on Burrow Throw, just friendly wager, uh, and I've got two of them out there right now. Uh, so that means there are, are only two to be picked up. So you can go out there and, and, and take that bet if you like it. Uh, go ahead and, and bet with me then. You can place your own wager. com slash rising2. Uh, it's on the screen there again as well. But let's go ahead and jump on to the next game, one that is near and dear to my heart. It is Bedlam. And and I want to hear from you guys. Please put this down in the comments. Is is Bedlam even a rivalry? Because as an, as an Oklahoma fan, man, I, I just don't think, I don't think this is much of a rivalry anymore. I, I don't I don't look at Oklahoma and Oklahoma State and think this is some big-time rivalry. I think the only reason why they call it a rivalry is because it's an in-state rivalry. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying that word so many times that it's becoming harder and harder for me to say. But a, a, a true rivalry, I think, is something like a Michigan in Ohio State where you've got two teams that clash and they have a, a record that shows that it's pretty even. Or even Georgia and Florida, we talked about this last week, where it's, it's a pretty close matchup when you look at it. Texas and Oklahoma, that's a rivalry for Oklahoma. I just don't look at this matchup and think of this as, man, these two teams just battle it out every year, and, and there's such a huge hype around this game. I think one thing that you can look at for Bedlam and what what that means is kind of a, this backyard uh this this backyard chaos you know this uh, so it's 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 in each team's backyard it's right there in Oklahoma but it's it's creating chaos that's what bedlam is and that that does occur in this this game so that's why i i think you can you can still make the argument that maybe it is a rivalry at that that it's it's always this game that comes down to uh, just just gritty, crazy plays. You back up to when Landry Jones was playing the, the interception where Oklahoma State jumps out of bounds and bats it back in bounds for an interception. Just crazy plays like that do make this a little bit more uh, of of a, of a rivalry. Uh, and huge shout out to everybody jumping in the live chat today too. I'm, I'm loving to see it. Uh, we've we've got Sandy Park saying that that uh, I hope that Texas can do that. Uh, assuming that they can pull off that last minute win, and then Terry Beck comes out and says, "Yes, I watched this match. It's a close match, almost a line to line." Yes, yeah, so, I mean it's yeah. Looking looking at at this this matchup, it is it's it's usually very close. Um, but I, I just I don't I don't think this. I mean, you look at Oklahoma; they lead all time, 91 to 19. And seven, I'm going to forget the seven because nobody does ties anymore. We don't do that. Uh, it's it's real man football. You're, you're either going to win or you're going to lose. Uh, so Oklahoma, it, they lead 91 to 19. I don't know how you can look at that and be like, yeah, this is, this is anybody's matchup every year. It, I, I suppose it is because it's any given Saturday. But I don't care that you win today because you won the battle. We win the war. And you know what? Oklahoma State. Mike Gundy specifically, man. Mike Mike Gundy is, is is making this out to be so much, so much more than what it really is. Uh, I, I feel like Oklahoma State's so butt hurt that Oklahoma is leaving the Big Twelve, uh, and, and I think the reason why they hate that so much is because Oklahoma has made the Big Twelve relevant. Uh, Oklahoma has taken the Big Twelve and made it into something that can make it to a college football playoff. They can actually make them something on the map because you look at the last 10 years, and it has been all Oklahoma. Oklahoma has more Big 12 championships than any other team combined in the Big 12. So... (laughs) You know, I loved the Big 12, uh, and I'm, I'm thankful for the time that we've had in it. Uh, as an Oklahoma fan, I'm extremely happy that we get to leave the Big 12 and go to a conference where we're not going to be the top dogs all the time, and I'm okay with that, because it means we're facing tougher opponents. We're facing opponents that maybe we can get a real rivalry going with. Maybe like a I don't know Missouri, just across the border up into Missouri. Maybe Texas A and I I don't really want it to be another Texas team, but there's all kinds of other matchups that that could turn into a rivalry over there. And I would much rather that. Uh, even Arkansas, I guess Arkansas is another one, uh, kind of a border a border rivalry there. But I just I, I don't like this this bedlam game anymore uh, because it's 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 an exciting game, but who's winning? the overall matchup. That's what I want to ask to Oklahoma State fans, and you can hate on me all you want for it. But even though it is lopsided, it's extremely lopsided, the Cowboys really do have every reason that they should be able to win this game. Because you you look at this one right now, they're on a four-game win streak. And they were an underdog in three of those games. They come into this one an underdog again. Uh, let me pull this up on Brothrow real quick just to see what throws odds has them at. Um, because... You know Oklahoma, obviously they're going to be the the, the top dog in this one. Uh, they're only sitting at a minus minus one ninety. They're they're sitting at the, that a spread as a five point favorite. Oklahoma is, and so Oklahoma State, a five point underdog. They've they've won four straight, three being underdogs. Uh, they they be, they beat K State, who we just talked about, has been phenomenal since that loss, uh, and then they they have, have just looked really good. They they beat Kansas, who just beat Oklahoma. So if you want to take a head to head, you could say that. Oklahoma State actually has the advantage in this game, but looking at this, I just I I'm I'm nervous for for Oklahoma because Oklahoma State has every reason to win this game. They're still in the hunt for the Big 12 championship game if they can win out the rest of their their uh, season. Uh, so looking at at that, I think that's that's one thing. Uh, to look at and and I think they want to be able to win this to send Oklahoma and Texas really uh, the whole Big 12 wants Oklahoma and Texas to lose not make it to the Big 12 championship and leave at that but for Oklahoma on the other hand they just lost to Kansas and it hurts to say that. And they want to bounce back. They want to to come out. Because on the other hand, for Oklahoma, they're, they're, they they're started their season off strong. They looked like the one of the top dogs in the nation. Uh, I was very confident in Oklahoma, especially le- leading up to the Texas game. I was very confident in Oklahoma. I thought they could win that game. Uh, they end up coming out. They win that game. I was even more confident. Uh, all of Sooner Nation was extremely confident in what they could do and what they're capable of. And they turn around, and they, they have a really tough game after a bye week. To UCF, everyone said, "You know what? It's a bye week. We'll give them this one." They, they you know, not only was a, a bye week, but you also kind of have that high from a big time win over a true rival in Texas. Uh, but then they go on, and and everyone. I don't know many people that didn't pick Oklahoma to beat Kansas. I think there was a lot of people that picked a little bit of an upset here and there. But for the most part, everyone was picking Oklahoma because Oklahoma is not that team that's going to come out here and, and perform poorly against UCF and just lose to Kansas. They don't lose to Kansas. But then they turn around and they have a heartbreaking loss there to Kansas where it just seemed like bad decision after bad decision and turnovers and the defense couldn't make a tackle. Uh, so looking at this this Oklahoma team, they really need to win this. They need to win out the rest of their season uh, to be able to make it to the college football playoffs, which would be huge for Brent Venable's second year. Uh, it's it's going to be a tough one, though. They've, they've got a match ahead of them that's going to be extremely tough to win. For Oklahoma, though, to win this game, I think I'm looking at their defense. Uh, and I think specifically I'm going to look at their running defense because the Cowboys have found the most success on the ground. Most of their success has come on the ground and a lot of it has been because of Ollie Gordon the second. And looking at him I think he has enough to make this this team succeed today for Oklahoma State. And so Oklahoma's going to have to shut Ollie Gordon down, and they're going to have to shut this entire offense down. I'm, I'm not too worried about the passing attack because we've we seen the three different guys come in, and all three different guys that came in for Oklahoma State earlier on in the season just didn't look good. Alan Bowman ends up taking the, the starting position. I assume he's going to start again today. And the dude just doesn't look good. Uh, he's he's thrown a, a, a ton of interceptions. And really just hasn't put any kind of real production through the air. And so I'm not too worried about that. I think the Oklahoma secondary has done uh, exceptionally well. It's just the open field tackling. Because the the, the biggest criticism that I have for Oklahoma and the the Sooners has been the open field tackling. You look at Texas and, and games prior to that, Oklahoma was great. Uh, Blake and I both talked about how great Oklahoma was at tackling in the open field this season and how much that has improved under Brent Venable's uh, system. And, and looking at that, I just I don't see the same tackling in these last two games. We've, we've missed tackles, we've missed assignments against UCF. And, and Oklahoma was not able to do anything against them to stop them. And then you look at Kansas. Kansas was just breaking tackles left and right. Uh, they they had uh, they, they had Jason Bean running right past them. Uh, he was able to, to to be shifty enough to have a huge touchdown that ends up basically sealing the game. And looking at, at the rest of that Kansas team and what they were, they were able to do, Oklahoma could not tackle in that game last week. And that's something that they're going to have to figure out. They're going to have to figure it out fast because you're going against an Oklahoma State team who is much more physical than Kansas. I think they're, they're, they're much more physical. They're a much bigger team. They have more talent than Kansas has. And Kansas is doing that with, with less talent. I'm not cutting Kansas down. Oklahoma state is a better team than Kansas. And so you can't come out here and just let them run all over you the way that Kansas did. So you're going to have to find out a way to tackle in the open field. And you're you're going to have to learn how to contain this this run game. I think Oklahoma needs to make those tackles on first content on a first contact, and especially again going back to Ollie Gordon the second with him uh, rushing. He's he's rushed for over a thousand yards this this year, uh, ten touchdowns, and he's averaging seven point seven yards per carry. This is a back that you don't want to mess with. So Oklahoma, their key to winning this game is making those tackles in the open field and shutting down this running off this rushing offense. But for Oklahoma State on the other side. I think quite the opposite. I think you shut down that pass game. I think if you shut down the passing game, because the only way that we've seen Oklahoma lose this year is by the passing game just not being there. You look at last year, or sorry, last week, and and what happened to Oklahoma. I mean, this was this was an Oklahoma team that had no passing game. A lot of that was due to the uh, the the overall just elements uh, around. But Dylan Gabriel only passed for 171 yards, didn't have a single passing touchdown, and so so this is this is a a team that didn't have 200 passing yards, which is unheard of when it comes to to this this offense. I do think this offense needs to be more aggressive. I think they, they have not shown their aggressiveness. And I think you look at it, I think Oklahoma wins if they, if they come in and they, they're more aggressive on offense. They, they light up the, the secondary. I, I, I don't see how you can stop this Oklahoma passing attack when they're at full strength. You've, got, you've still got guys like Nick Anderson uh, and Drake Stoops. Jaleel Farouk, if he plays, there has been some controversy whether he's actually going to play. Apparently he's been in some legal trouble. Uh, I haven't read too much into that, so I won't say much more on that. And then apparently, Tawi Walker, uh, he might have had some sort of injury that kept him out of the last game. Uh, you know, I, I guess out of the last quarter of, of the the Kansas game. Uh, he did finish the game on 146 yards and a touchdown, which I'm, I'm really hoping that he can he can be good. But uh, ultimately, I think Oklahoma State, if they can shut down that passing game from Oklahoma, I think they win this game. I, I think if, if you can find a way to force Oklahoma to lean on that running attack the way that they did against Kansas, they don't have that back that's that's just lighting guys up, that's just lighting teams up, that teams just can't figure out a way to bring down. They don't have that guy, and especially if Tommy Walker is injured, uh, if that report is true and maybe if he's out for this game. Uh, I don't think Sawchuck and Major, which uh, both of them have also had some some uh, time off the field as well between injuries and, and other uh, off-the-field things. And so just looking at this, this Oklahoma uh, backfield in the running backs and seeing what they have to bring to the table, I don't think Oklahoma wins this game if they have to lean on that rushing game the way that they did last week. So uh, that, that's, that's where I think Oklahoma State has the win, but I don't think Oklahoma State wins this matchup. Uh, I, I'm going to make my prediction as a homer and I'm going to say Oklahoma comes out and they bounce back. Uh, I thought they would have bounced back last week, but I think there was too much confidence in this Oklahoma team. And I think we've seen this too much where, you know, we, 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 we come out and, and Oklahoma, yeah, we, we, we had it, we had a tough game against UCF. We weren't able to, to, you know, to really compete and, and shut them down on offense and we weren't making these tackles, but we're Oklahoma. We still found a way to, to win. And they finally got punched in the mouth so hard that they weren't able to make it past uh, a team in, in Kansas. Uh, they went to Lawrence, and they weren't able to make it past them. They, they ended up losing the game, and I think that's enough to really punch you in the mouth and to wake you up and to learn we are beatable. Uh, we aren't a team that's just going to come out here and, and beat a uh, Texas every week. We're going to lose to a Kansas here and there, and I don't think Oklahoma... Uh, falls back I don't think they fall into that trap of crap we're we're stuck into into a losing rut there's no way to get out of it I think they bounce back today Uh, looking at it right now so Oklahoma has a five point favorite the the total the the point total is sitting at 62 right now Uh, it's it's tough to take that spread I'm going to pick Oklahoma money line that's what I'm going to go with on this one Uh, so I'm going to pick the Oklahoma money line that's sitting at minus 190 uh, man, I don't know. You know what? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to go full homer. I'm going to say Oklahoma covers that spread. I think Oklahoma wins this by 10. Uh, so I'm going to put that in there. Uh, Oklahoma covering the spread, a five point spread. I'm going to put this in right now for you guys. So again, you can go to bro slash rising two, and I'll put this back up on the screen here. Uh, if it'll let me. So you can go to bro throw.com slash rising two. get signed up today. If you don't like that pick, go ahead and bet against me. If you like it, bet with me. Uh, It's not much of a team pick today. It's more just a Josh picking for the team today. Uh, So we've got that going for us, but uh, I'm going to put two different bets on Oklahoma covering that five point spread. Whether you think they're, they're going to or not, you can go over to bro throw.com slash rising two. get signed up for free today and go check it out. You can bet against me. You can bet with me. Whatever you want to do, but that automatically signs you up for our private group over at Bro And it also lets them know that we sent you. So it helps us out quite a bit there. But guys, let's go ahead and jump on to this Washington at USC. Uh before we do, uh let's take another another break real quick uh for a little coffee break. And you know what? This coffee break is brought to you by Big Frig. Big Frig is an amazing product. I've got my tumbler here with me today. Uh, and as you can see on the picture over there, right down there on the bottom, I, even down, down on the bottom of the, of the banner on the on the lower part of the screen too, uh, it, they, they have amazing tumblers. They have amazing products. Uh, these these tumblers, this was the smaller tumbler, which I absolutely love. It feels extremely small. And when I first saw it, I was like, I don't want this tiny thing. This isn't going to hold enough. But when you're talking about coffee, this is a lot. Uh, this is actually 20 ounces and it, it holds plenty. I, I, it feels like it should only hold 12 ounces, but it holds so much more, and it, it's, it's really an amazing tumbler. Like I said earlier, uh, it keeps my drink hot for hours, uh, and I've even put cold drinks in it. Keeps it cold even longer. Uh, I don't know exactly the hours, how long it keeps it cold, but it is an amazing product. Their tumblers are amazing. Uh, but you can also see, as I was saying, you can see down below a picture of their, their coolers. Their coolers, they've got all different kinds of coolers and they truly are a competitor with the rest of the market. When you talk about all these other big time brands, and I won't name drop uh, these other brands, but they they put this product out there and they expect you to spend so much money on their product. But then you look at Big Frig, not only is Big Frig a, a very comparable product. In many ways, I actually like Big Frig better. I like the latches uh, that, that you actually latch down. You can feel them click in a place. You know it's closed. You know it's not going to pop open on you and much easier to open up than some of the other brands that I've, I've tried as well. Um, but then on top of that, they've got accessories like the little uh, basket that, that folds in, uh, that, that slides in on the top. They've got a cooler that has wheels. If you go up to the 75 cord, I believe it is, uh, maybe even even the smaller ones. Um, then they've also got a divider in there that also acts as a cutting board. You pull it out so you can keep your drinks and food divided. However you want to do it, keep stuff divided. You've also got that little basket to keep your deli meats and cheeses up out of the, the, the ice. Uh, and it keeps your ice cold. It keeps all of your food cold, your drinks cold, whatever you're putting in there. So if you're tailgating, uh, then this is the absolute must-have cooler for you. Uh, you need to go check it out, bigfrig.com. And not only do they offer these these amazing products at a better price than the other competitors, We're also giving you a 20% off because we partnered up with Big Frig, and they're going to give you 20% off if you use code RISING220, that risingto T O Two Zero for 20% off. Go check them out, it is is bigfrig.com, and use code RISING220 for 20% off. Uh, They really are an amazing product, and as Jeremy would tell you if he was here, you will not be disappointed go check it out, guys. I really do enjoy my Big Frig products, and we thank Big Frig so much for sponsoring these episodes. Uh, every Saturday morning, we have Big Frig, and even on, on top of that, uh, they've been an amazing partner. Uh, the, the things that they've given us and and even putting our logos on them, this is something that you guys can have too. If, if you want an amazing Christmas gift, it is that time of the season. Uh, their, their tumblers are an amazing Christmas gift. You can get your own personal uh, logo or design put on there that you can reach out to them and have a quote for that, uh, or you can check out the ones that they already have. They've got other ones, they've got plain ones, they've got ones with an engraving on them, uh, and then also their coolers. You cannot go wrong with getting their coolers for, for a for a family member, for a friend, for a loved one, whoever it might be. Uh, bigfrig.com, guys, go check them out. And again, rising to twenty, so R I S I N G T O two zero. You can check that out. And it gives you 20% off. But let's jump into this Washington-USC matchup uh, and one more sip for the coffee break. Ah, Amazing. Amazing Mahler Bros coffee too. So you can go check them out as well. I'm sure that link might be down in the description. If not, go to MahlerBros.com. Check out the coffee that they've got over there. Golf-themed coffee. Uh, You won't hear that anywhere else. But Washington-USC, again, another Pac-12 matchup. Uh, it's kind of funny. We're, we're going through these matchups today, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of the, these matchups. We had two Big 12. We're going to have a, a Pac-12, but now we're getting into two SEC later on. Um, but Washington-USC, the swan song of the Pac-12, goes out on a, a high note with these two top-performing uh, top teams. I, I, I look at both these teams. I think they're both... Very tough teams. I don't think they're both good teams because I think only one of these teams is a good team. I think Washington is more balanced. I think Washington has a team that can actually win championships. I think Washington has a team that stands a chance against the top four teams. Uh, I do agree with the playoff committee on keeping them out. I don't think they've performed as well as the other teams, uh, such as Florida State or uh, you know, a, a, a Ohio State Michigan Georgia I don't think they have performed as well as those teams so I do think Washington deserves to be just outside of that top four at number five I think that's the perfect placement for them in the rankings this far but what we've seen earlier in the season is a team that absolutely stands a chance against those top four teams and if they keep on winning they keep on doing what they're doing I think they work their way into that top four I think if, if you're a Pac-12 champion, I think it's going to be uh, really tough for the playoff committee to keep you out of the playoffs this season. But, you know, this this matchup, I think it's exciting because it's expected to give us an offensive showdown. Uh, and I need to look up and make sure that the line hasn't, hasn't changed for this as well. But it is supposed to be a, an offensive showdown. Uh, Vegas thinks it's going to be a, a big-time offensive showdown. Uh, they're sitting there. At, man, it went up. So it was originally, I think I saw this at 72, if I remember correctly, early in the in the week. Uh, it might have been last week that I saw this. It's sitting at 77 and a half. That is crazy to think that there is a 77 and a half. And let, let me click on this real quick and bro throw through just to see what people are thinking on this game. Because I'm, I'm really curious on where everyone's leaning on this over under. We've got quite a few people picking that over at 77 and a half. Uh some people are thinking even 76 and a half man this it's really crazy to to look at at this and think that any team would have people picking them at 77 and a half as an over ah, that's really tough and and i don't believe let's see we'd have to have a 43 man i don't know yeah i can i can actually see this one coming up there to the, this is a tough one i'm going to stay away from that that total because I just don't know where to lean on that. Because man, seventy-seven and a half is is very high. But uh, this is these are two teams that we could absolutely see jumping up that to that many points. But anyways, going to these two, uh, we've got the former Heisman winner Caleb Williams going against the future Heisman runner-up in Michael Penix Jr. And man, we have been extremely, extremely happy and, and, and surprised at, on how well Michael Penix jr has performed. He's performed out of his mind. Uh, we, we knew that he was capable of some big things, but he has been, he has been lighting it up today. Uh, he has absolutely, or this, this year, sorry. Uh, and he's absolutely been lighting it up, absolutely been doing a phenomenal job and he has been, one of these quarterbacks that is undeniably one of the best in the nation. And I think he should be the front runner uh, for Heisman right now. We didn't get a chance to release our Heisman top five, but he would definitely be at the top of my list right now as it stands uh, between him and Bo Nix, two Pac-12 guys. And they might have another matchup between the two. But uh, seeing Michael Penix Jr., I think he, he just brings so much to the table. He is a gunslinger. He is a dude that just has... Uh, he has a talent that is unmatched and he hasn't used his legs hardly at all this season. And that's, that's been really, really shocking. Uh, So just seeing, seeing Michael Penix Jr. and the fact that he hasn't, he hasn't even needed to run. I think that's, that's really good for him because he's showing how good he can be without being that dual threat guy that somebody's going to really be worried about him uh, using his legs on him. But USC, they, they've really kind of ruined their, their chances at a playoff spot, losing two games this season already, but they will play spoiler for the rest of the season. Are they able to beat Washington and Oregon and UCLA, all currently ranked teams? Uh, because that's what they have uh, ahead of them. If they are able to win, win out and, and win these three games, they can go on and, and win for the Pac-12 championship. And so they could absolutely play spoiler because if they were able to do that, pull these these three games out, make it to the Pac-12 championship game, and win that championship game, that could mean that the Pac-12 is now out of the of the top four. And so I could absolutely see that that happening, and it would be such a Pac-12 thing for that to happen because that's just what the Pac-12 is known for is beating themselves up. Uh, so so looking at at this matchup, I think it's a really fun one to look at because you're going to see offensive power on both sides. It's going to be which defense is able to be that bend but don't break defense, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about that. And I think Washington, when you look at them, I think they have more of a chance to be that bend but don't break defense because we haven't seen any kind of defense from USC. Washington, I think their key to winning this game is getting to Caleb Williams. The way that we've seen uh, Notre Dame, and uh, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank on on what their other loss is this season now, uh, but uh, you know for, for USC, in their losses, what we've seen, and even in the, these close games last week against Cal, we saw the same thing, where teams are able to get to Caleb Williams. They're able to get in there and disrupt him, and that has been the, the decision maker. That has been the 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 thing that has has really hindered uh, USC. Uh, sorry, it was Utah. I don't know why I was drawing a blank on, on who that other game was. So Utah and Notre Dame both have been really good at getting back there creating a lot of pressure. I think we even saw this from Arizona where they were able to create a lot of pressure, get to Caleb Williams and tackle him in the backfield, get sacks, keep him from running all over the field. If you can if you could do that and if you can shut Caleb Williams down, you really shut down this entire offense, which is the entirety of everything. Uh it, it, when it comes to this the, the, this USC team because they don't have a defense. And we'll talk about that in just a second, but I think if you can get if you can get uh, Caleb Williams flustered. What we've seen from him is we've seen him give up on games against Utah and against Notre Dame. I think it just felt like he just gave up. He wasn't he wasn't into the game anymore. He just basically sat back and just sat on the bench and he didn't care anymore. He wasn't he wasn't trying as hard. And you you saw him really just give up in those games. I don't know if you're going to see that from from Caleb Williams today, but if you're able to get out into a big lead early. I think you can really demoralize this team and get them just to give up and and you can steal that game just by by pure heart and pure uh determination. And so I think that's one thing that you can look at for this this Washington team. If you can be strong enough on defense to shut down Caleb Williams, shut down that offense, get out to a bigger lead, I think you stand a very good chance. But you have to you have to to understand that you can't believe that just because you're in a big lead that you're going to win this game. You can't believe that just because you're, you're killing them right now, you're up 48 to 20. You don't give up. You don't, you don't let off the gas pedal. You, you make that 50, what would it, what would that be? Uh, 54, 55 to nothing. All right. You you, or sorry. Whatever I just now said for the score. Um, but whatever the score is, you have to keep on fighting, but because what we've seen from USC is they fought from behind. Before we saw that against Arizona, where they pushed that into overtime to be able to, to be able to win that game, uh, and you, you've seen this on other games. Utah, they were fighting from behind against Utah, uh, and, and there was a couple of other games that we've seen from USC where they just weren't able to. They, they weren't. They weren't ever out of the game. Uh, I, I guess I'm having a hard time saying that, but they 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 never counted themselves out. They were able to fight back in these games. And I think that's something important for Washington to remember to remember is that USC is not out of the game just because you're winning big. But I think if you're winning big in this game, uh, I think you stand a very good chance of demoralizing them and pushing, pushing them down. Uh, And I'm looking at these lines still trying to figure out what my pick is going to be because I haven't decided on this game. This is one of those games that I had a hard time uh, truly reining it in. Um, But USC, on the other hand, how do I think USC can win this game? Uh, Because I'm looking at Washington. I think they're a balanced team. I think they have a defense that is physical. Uh, And you look back at that Arizona State game. That Arizona State game was not close because of their defense. That Arizona State game was close because Arizona State's defense was able to slow down Washington. I don't think USC has it in them to be able to slow down Washington's offense. So, I I mean, you know, and and I don't think they're going to come out here and be able to, to score more because... Washington has a defense that is able to slow slow this USC this USC team down. They know what the trick is. They know that they have to get to Caleb Williams. So I, I think I think just for USC, you, you gotta find, go out there and recruit a defense real quick. Uh, that's the only thing I got for you. Uh score more points. That's that's the only thing you're good at. Uh you you don't you don't come out there and, and beat teams on defense. So I don't really know what to tell USC. What what is what is your your key to winning this game. If you're a USC, I I really don't have anything. I was sitting here scratching my head, trying to think of a way that that I can think of USC because offense doesn't win championships. Defense wins championships. Looking at, at USC, I just don't see how they can be a winning program. And by a winning program, I mean not only a winning record, but winning championships. I don't see how they can be that because their defense is worse than what Oklahoma's defense looked like. Oklahoma had a little bit of a bend but don't break kind kind of defense when Alex Grinch and, and Lincoln Riley were there. That that's not the, that's not the identity of this team anymore. It's not. It's 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 a go out there and put eleven guys on the field to say that we played defense. That's all I see from this team, and I just don't see how they can win this game other than just say. Go out there and perform better on offense than they can, I guess. Uh, go try to beat this Washington defense. Uh, and ultimately, I think the one key that it does boil down to is keeping Caleb Williams clean because, like I said, I think Washington knows that that's the key to beating this USC team. So, uh, you know, I, I do I do look at this 77.5, and, and I kind of like the over um, because I think these two teams, I could see Washington scoring 55 points on them. And, uh, man, I mean, I think Washington wins this game. Uh, like I said, I think Washington has the better defense, which is the only thing that really matters in this matchup since USC doesn't have a defense. And I'm looking at, at, at Michael Penix Jr. in this offense. I think they're able to put up enough points. And I think this defense is physical enough. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Washington. I'm going to put this in right now. I'm going to take Washington. Uh, so I'm going to put my bro throw bet of the game is going to be Washington to cover the three-point spread. I think they win by a field goal or more. Uh, and personally, I think they win by a touchdown or more. So I think Washington comes out. I think this is going to be very similar to what we saw against Oregon, where you're going to see two offenses battling it out, but ultimately one defense is able to do just enough. And I think USC is very similar to Oregon's offense in the sense that they've got the same mentality that Dan landing had that we're going to go for it on fourth down. I don't care. We're going to go for it on fourth down. We want points. We want points. And they're a very greedy offense, which can bite bite you in the end. And I think Washington is just tough enough to keep them out on those fourth down conversions and I think Washington pulls ahead. I think Washington wins this, uh, and I might see something similar to what we saw against Notre Dame. Washington beating up on USC and beating them by double digits. Uh, so I'm taking Washington to cover that three point spread, and I'm, I, I think they they have a really good uh, a really good game here against Notre Dame. Or, sorry, against USC. I think Washington comes out. I think Washington has the best game since that Oregon game and comes out and surprises everybody on how good they can be on defense to shut this USC team down. And I think they win. I think they win big. So that's going to be my bro throw pick. Again, you can go to bro slash rising Two. you can see it again up there in the top top corner and uh, you can check it out rising to uh, sorry bro throw com slash rising Two. wcom slash R-I-S-I-N-G-T-O it's available in all locations worldwide. You can go on there and place a little bit of a wager on the game with us. Again, I'm placing two wagers on this game for Washington to cover that three-point spread. If you don't like it, you can bet against me. If you like it, you can bet with me. Let's jump over to the LSU-Alabama game. And one more time, uh, I'm going to take a big frig coffee break. Man, I keep on getting surprised by how warm that's still, uh, even though it's been three hours since that coffee was brewed. But let's go to LSU-Alabama, LSU at Alabama this year that it's not Alabama coming into Death Valley like it was last year because for the second straight game and the third straight week for Alabama it's kind of personal it's pretty personal for Alabama's uh, really their, their entire football program people are kind of counting Alabama out they think there's no way and and we counted Alabama out pretty early in the season when they lost to Texas it just didn't look good they had a tough game against USF that didn't look good Alabama's still in this thing <laughs> Alabama has every bit of a chance when you compare them to anyone else in the nation, they have every bit of a chance to make it to the SEC championship game and to the college football playoffs every bit. And we have every bit of, of a reason to believe that this could be two big 10 teams and two SEC teams for the last the last time that this playoff is four teams. Excuse me. Uh, so I mean just looking at Alabama, they, they've they've taken this entire season personal. Because they, they haven't been good, they haven't been up to their standards, but they are winning games. And we talked about this against Arkansas. I think that they 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 surprised me on how they are able to just to fight down to the last minute and to win a game. Uh, and then they they go on and even against Texas A and M, fighting down uh, to the last minute, being able to win games. And and that's really what's been surprising for Alabama, uh, the way that they were able to beat up on on Ole Miss. I think was really was really amazing and then the way that they were able to, to pull pull it out and win against uh, against texas or uh, sorry against tennessee uh and i see uh, chris strickland goes down on the chat he says this match is going to be tomorrow night right uh no this one's tonight uh this one is actually going to be at six forty five central standard time on cbs but alabama is a three-point favorite uh, i think this is only because they're at home Man, I, I don't know because you, you saw what they did against Tennessee, the way that they were losing in the first half, just getting killed. There was no way they're gonna come back from this deficit, and they end up turning it around. They they bounce back and they win this game against Tennessee by double digits. They win by fourteen points. You just don't see that happening from any other team other than an, a Nick Saban team. And this is a Nick Saban identity. They're going to come out and they're going to win these games, regardless of, of how close they they are. No matter no matter how how far behind they are, they're going to fight. And that's what I like about Alabama. That's what I think is so amazing about this this Crimson Tide team. They're they're going to they're going to host LSU this year. Last year they had to go to Death Valley, uh, and really we look at this game the last several seasons. I can't I can't remember a, a season. Uh, There's been a few here and there where this wasn't the game, but for the most part in the last decade, maybe 20 years, this has been known as the SEC West Championship game. That's just how this game usually plays out. And this year's game holds a little bit of an additional meaning after last season's uh, 32-31 to LSU win. LSU was able to squeeze out by one, one point and win this game and send Alabama packing. LSU ends up going to the SEC championship game, and they are the West champions. LSU has been on a hot streak and looking to spoil their way into the SEC championship again for a second straight season. And LSU is looking extremely hot on offense and that's what we're going to talk about for LSU because for LSU to win this game they're just going to have to keep on scoring i don't think uh that alabama is built on offense to be able to keep up with lsu if this if this turns into a shootout we saw this with texas i don't think alabama's good enough to to win in any kind of a shootout anything close to a shootout so looking at what LSU LSU has to do. They they just have to score a lot of points. I think if they score forty five points, I I think that's where I put my line. I think forty five points is your line. Man, let me let me look at this real quick because I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking I'm thinking maybe even lower than that for for Alabama. They scored forty against Mississippi State. See, so yeah, I will say forty two points. Let's let's bump that down to forty two points. LSU, if you score forty two points. I think you win this game. So, so really that's my key. Put up 42 points and be good enough on defense to slow Alabama down, which I don't think should be too hard. Alabama has not been great on offense. They have been progressively better each week. And I think you're starting to see a scheme put together that fits this offense a little better with Jalen Milroe back there. Uh, and, and, LSU, they, they have been one of the top, uh, they, they've really been the top offense in terms of points per game. Uh, I think they're sitting at 47 and a half points per game, somewhere around there. Uh, and so as long as they get that ball rolling in their direction, they get that ball going and they're able to score a lot of points. Like I said, I think if you're able to score 42 points, that's how you win this game because I just don't see this LSU defense putting up enough of a fight uh to you know to be able to win if you're only scoring 30 35 points i think you're gonna have to score quite a few points if you're if you're lsu going to alabama we know that alabama's gonna have to score points we know that they're gonna have to try to keep up with lsu and i think their defense is is a key part to this this victory if they're able to pull out this win i think it's going to be is their defense able to be strong enough and 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 tough enough and fast enough to be able to keep up with this lsu offense because they've got weapons all over the place I think they are tough enough to slow them down, but ultimately, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna assume that LSU does score their 40 points. 42 points is what I'm giving them to win the game. But if they score 40 points, I, th- I think what you're gonna have to do to be to be Alabama and score that 40, 42 points, 45 points to win this game, I think you're gonna have to neutralize Harold Perkins. I think you're gonna have to take Harold, Harold Perkins out of this game. Because this LSU defense isn't good at all, but Harold Perkins is very good. Uh, he is very good. He can pressure a QB, and what we've seen from teams like Texas uh, that were able to j- pressure Jalen Milroe is that they were able to force him into bad decisions. They were able to force him into throwing picks, uh, fumbles, and all kinds of stuff. So I think if you're if you're uh, Alabama, you're going to have to neutralize him. If you don't slow down guys like Harold Perkins, you may lose this game. Because you're not going to be able to move the ball, you're going to get yourself behind the sticks. You're going to be able to. You're not going to be able to get the ball down the field uh, and and put that ball into the end zone. I don't think that you can. I don't think you can come into this game and expect to put up thirty points, twenty eight points. Uh, You know, I I don't think you can you can come into this this game and expect to not score a lot of points. And so I think you're going to have to win this game in a shootout. And in order to do that, you're going to have to slow guys like Harold Perkins down as an Alabama offense. And You're going to have to scheme around Jalen Milrow, let him use his legs and air the ball out deep because LSU secondary is terrible. Air that ball out deep. Get your guys downfield fast. uh, So that way Jalen Milrow doesn't have to sit back there in the pocket for too long and air that ball out. Uh, that's that's the way I think Alabama wins this game. Because Alabama is at home, I'm looking at this, and I think Alabama wins this game. It's it's tough for me to take this game and say that they're going to win by three points or more. If, if I can buy that down to two and a half, I might take it. But let me just take Alabama... You know what? No, Uh, let's not even worry about who's going to win this game. I think Alabama wins this game. I think they win it by a field goal. It's going to be a last minute drive. Whoever gets the ball last is going to win the game. I'm going to pick Alabama to win the game, but I'm going to pick the over in this game. I'm looking at this over. It's sitting at 61 and a half. So my bro throw pick uh, for this game is going to be the over at 61 and a half. So again, I'm going to pop that back up at the bottom of the screen. You can go to brothrow.com/rising2 that is b r o t h r o w.com/r i s i n g t o. Uh you know, looking looking at this 61 and a half, I think both teams are going to have to score th- over 30 points. I, I I think this can hit uh, so I'm going to pick this. Uh, I'm going to put this in right now for you guys. So you can go on a brothrow.com rising two and place this bet either with me or against me. You can choose which, which side of the aisle you want to be on. You want to pay us or you want to get paid with us. Um, but there's two different bets worth $5. Just a little friendly wager. Uh, and you help us out by going and signing up with brothrow. All right. So that helps us because that lets us know that you that we sent you if you go to that that website, go to bro slash rising 2 um, but then on top of that, it adds you into our private group so you can easily find our picks. It's going to be listed under rising to the occasion. Uh, so there are two bets now in for the over of 61 and a half. I think this this points total goes over that Uh, i just i'm looking at this lsu team i don't think they score less than 40 Uh, so even if lsu wins let's say 40 to 30 we we hit that easy Uh, so i'm I'm actually liking that that uh, over on this game but guys let's jump into a big matchup one that we were talking about and it's lopsided and i think rightfully so but georgia comes in as a 15 point favorite against mizzou last year we look at what this game was mizzou uh, they, they've really shocked the nation so far this season. And I think they've shocked everybody and how well they've looked because uh, you know they, they're ranked at number 12 in the college football playoff. They're coming off a bye week where just before that, they beat South Carolina 34 to 12. Last year, they made it a very close contest. Uh, I don't have it written down, so I, I forgot to write that down to see what it was. But last year was a very close contest. It was in, in uh, Columbia, uh, for, for in, in Missouri, Uh, So it was at Missouri last year, but this year they're going to have to go between the hedges and play Georgia. Going to be very tough to play this Georgia team who is rightfully at the number one spot. They are the number one team in the nation. And I don't think anybody can question that. Uh, And I I, I don't know. I just, I I think you look at Georgia uh, and I guess, I guess right now, I guess I forgot. I think they're ranked number two in the college football playoff, aren't they? Uh, I think they deserve to be number one. Uh, Let me, let me look at this real quick because I, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on who, is ranked where? But um, well, let's see. Uh, yeah, that's right. They put Ohio State at number one. So hats off to Ohio State. Can you can you with can you can you hold on to that ranking? Because uh, I think that's going to be a tough ranking to hold on to, especially having to go to the Big House in Ann Arbor. But the number two Georgia Bulldogs, which it's still just as good as number one, especially this point in the season. They they had a little bit of a scare last season, and that's why I look at this game, and I think this could be a fun game to look at. Again, uh, yes, on throw, they're a 15 point favorite. Georgia Bulldogs are at minus six twenty. The the total in this game is looking at fifty five and a half. Uh, so I mean, just man, lo- looking at, at this game, I think this is this is a really fun matchup. And we brought this up last week because this game could lead it lead down to. Uh, we just talked about Georgia LSU being the sec west championship game i think this could be an sec east championship game so i mean looking at this matchup right now missouri is in the spot don't don't ask me why missouri is in the east and alabama's in the west it doesn't make any sense to me but they are and missouri is ranked just behind georgia in the sec uh, rankings and especially for that, that that east spot right now i mean it's it's up to these two teams so i think that is is gonna make this game closer than a lot of people realize i think that, that i think, think that's gonna make it closer than what the spread shows and what we've seen with georgia too is that they blow a team out and then they come out the next week and they just kind of have a mediocre game and that's why I'm looking at this game. Uh, let, let, let's get to the to the keys real quick first. I think Missouri. Uh, I think they're going to have to realize that Carson Beck is the real deal now. I think he has shown that. I think he's shown that he's progressively getting better as as the as the weeks go on. Uh, even without Brock Bowers, this Georgia offense is still very high powered as they just now killed the Florida Gators last week, in a little bit of a rivalry matchup there. Uh, and. I, I think Missouri is going to have to realize that. So your defense is going to have to be on top of it. And, and I also look at the offense. I think Missouri is going to have to lean on Brady Cook. I think he's been phenomenal this season. But Luther Burden, uh, get that guy going and get him going fast. I think the one way that you can you can really disrupt this team is by just just being a balanced offense. I don't think you have to do anything special. Uh, I think you just have to to look at your, your offense and, Recognize where your strong points are, and figure out how you can balance that offense. Throw them off because we've seen Georgia struggle against uh, good running teams, against teams that are very good on the on the ground. Um, but then we know that if you're able to 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 throw them off, and and get them out of rhythm, I think you can you can really. Disrupt this this Georgia defense, and you can end up going up over top and finding guys like Luther Burden. Uh, so, so looking at this this Georgia team, I, I think I think they win this game, and I think a lot of people are going to pick them to win this game. But ultimately, if 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 Missouri is able to to utilize their guys, uh, and, and I'm I'm trying to look up real quick just to make sure I don't get names wrong because uh, I know it's Schrader. Cody Schrader. I don't know why I was wanting to say Chris Schrader, and I knew it was wrong. Cody Schrader, if you're able to utilize him, that's what I was, I was trying to look up, so apologize, I apologize if I was kind of rambling on there. But uh, Missouri, if you're able to utilize Cody Schrader, who has been really good in key moments for this offense, if you're able to utilize him and get him into a position where he's able to, to disrupt this Georgia defense and get them leaning up up close go over top and utilize Luther Burden and guys like him uh, Brady Cook has been has been very good. I think he's been one of those guys that deserves a little bit more credit because he he looks he looks so much better than I think anybody would have expected out of him. And it, it, he he really has and and I think this Missouri offense stands a chance to keep this game close. I think it's a very similar game as as last year. Uh, so going over, over to Georgia, just don't, don't get your head too high and play your opponent for who they are. Recognize that this Mizzou team is a team that can upset you, and they will upset you if you're not careful. So my prediction for this game, I think Georgia wins this one. I think it's going to be a very close one like last year. I think it's going to be a 28-23 to 23 game. That's my score prediction, which with that, I think I comfortably uh, can say, man, it just now changed. It just now changed on bro throw. Uh, at 14.5 now, but I'm going to take that spread, and I'm, I'm going to take Missouri spread, plus 14.5. Uh, I think I'm pretty confident with that one still, so I'm going to put that one in there, Missouri, to cover 14.5 points. I don't think Missouri upsets the Bulldogs. I don't. I just think the Bulldogs are on their path to a three-peat, and I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I hate seeing the same team on top so many times, but I think Georgia wins this one. I think they win out, man. I, I just don't see anybody stopping this Georgia team. They just know how to win and they know how to win better than anyone else. They know how to adapt. They know how to, to change up their game plan in the middle of a game. And they're just so good at it and, and they're they're so good at getting everybody uh, you know to, to, where, to believe that maybe they're not good enough and then they surprise them. So I, I like this this Georgia team to win. I think they win by about 5 to 8 points. I don't think they win by 15 points though. So I'm picking Missouri. I would love to see the upset today. I think that would be really fun. It would be really really a really cool thing to see out of this this uh Missouri team. I just don't see it happening today. But guys, that's all we got for today. Uh, I, I apologize that you guys had to sit here and listen to me. This might be the lowest rated uh, this this might be the lowest rated Rising in the Morning uh, Rising to the Occasion episode ever because uh, you had to sit here and listen to me talk the entire time, and we were talking here for about an hour and a half. Uh, so guys, I thank you all so much for tuning in, for watching, for listening. Please hit that subscribe button and hit that like button. Uh, those are two things that help us out more than you know it and it's a really quick action that you can take to help us out and help us keep on growing. We've been growing so much, guys. We're over 8,000 subscribers on our way to 10,000. Uh, we would love to hit that before college football season is over, so if you can, hit that subscribe button, please, and if you're listening on Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, please give us a five-star review. That's the best way to help us over there, and we're going to get to reading more of those reviews because we've been getting some very uh, heart-touching, some heartfelt uh, reviews over there, and they mean a lot to us. We love reading those. We do see those. We see your comments as well. So you can comment down below on uh, YouTube and guys follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, I guess X now formerly known as Twitter. Uh, we're also on, on TikTok, all that kind of stuff. Guys, we thank you so much for watching, for listening and until next time.